My name is Joe Crabb, and I'm one of the family pastors at Woodside Bible, and let me welcome you to Coming and Going, a podcast designed to be a biblical guide to parenting. Uh, now, the name of our podcast is pulled from Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, and it reads as this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God has so clearly instructed us to share and show the truth of his word and who he is to our children as we're coming and going. And this means that we find both organized ways, such as a family Bible study, getting them plugged into a Christ-centered community, praying as a family, and of course, in organic ways, as the circumstances of life that occur uh, to remind them of the truth of who God is. So whether walking around the grocery store, spending time coming and going to various practices, or of course, just sitting around the table as a family, wherever you are coming from and going to, there are opportunities with your kids to reflect to them the truth of God's Word and the humble love of Jesus. And this call is really at the center of our conversation today, and that is on transparent and vulnerable parenting. So what do we mean by that? What do we mean by transparent vulnerable parenting? We mean parenting with an open-handedness to share your testimony, the good, the bad, the ugly, and be honest about your sanctification process with your kids, how God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, is looking to make you more and more like Christ. Now, doing this requires transparency, not actively withholding information from our kids. Now, let's be clear, though, this is not without exercising wisdom and discernment of what to share and when to share it, and we'll chat more on this a little bit later on. But sharing our testimony requires transparency, and being honest about our sanctification process requires vulnerability, because it calls us to admit our mistakes, to lean on God's grace, to ask for forgiveness from God, and at times from our children, and to look to take a posture of humility again and again and again. So in today's episode, we're going to talk a bit about what it means and looks like to have transparency and vulnerability when parenting, and I'm excited to not just be tackling this topic alone, but to have Jim Dalkey joining me on this episode. Jim, of course, is one of our campus pastors, but he's also a husband to Sarah and a father to three incredible girls, Addison, Emma, and Paisley. Jim, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, exciting to be here with you guys. Of course, brother. Appreciate you taking the time to join us for this conversation. So uh, as we dive in, Jim, tell us a bit more about your family, what stage of life your girls are in. Yeah, it's a interesting stage of life for sure. Uh, we have three girls, as you said, Addison. She's 15 and uh, wow. about to head into high school. We did young five, so she's still in middle school, but she should be in high school. So she's almost as, almost taller than her mother, and I, it's hard for me to get over that. Yeah. Uh, but she's doing really well in the whole soccer world. And then we have a middle schooler, Emma who's in that transitional amazing stage of middle school. Oh, dude. And uh, she's, doing, she's doing well, though. Uh, first year of middle school, she's 12 uh, or 13. And then uh, we have uh, Paisley, who's about to turn nine years old. She's our baby, and I don't want her to get any bigger. No, man. And uh, we're almost in the 
soon enough to be in all teenage years, and I'm not looking forward to that. You know, it's awesome. Uh, God's blessed you with three incredible girls, and even for this conversation, this part of, of why we desire to have you share is you, you, you've come out of a lot of phases. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're getting ready to close the door, like you said, on these elementary age years, but you just had three who have been going through it, and Paisley getting ready to wrap it up gone one in middle school, one right out, and one in high school, and looking to that that next phase of life yeah. as you get ready to launch Addison into adulthood. So yep. I'm sure you've got a lot of wisdom, even as we talk a little bit about uh, what, how do you discern the things that you share to your, your, your child at different phases of life to exercise wisdom and discernment, say, okay, now I have a high school student. Yep. What am I turning the dial to? And what is that? How does that affect my uh, elementary age kid? So mm -hmm. grateful to have you here and to uh, to have you share a little bit of the mistakes you've made and the grace you've uh, been given by God and uh, uh, and by your wife. Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Jim, when it comes to transparent and vulnerable parenting, uh, what are the traps that cause parents to not transparently share their testimony or uh, be honest about their sanctification process? Yeah, Joe, I think there's a, honestly, there's a number of things. There's a number of things that I think Sarah and I wrestled with as well. I think one of the big things, and uh, maybe it's just the way I grew up in, and I even equate it to, to speaking and preaching as a pastor, is there's this level of wanting to seem perfect. Like, we always want to be perfect for our children, because yeah. that's where our authority would come from, that like, I'm this, and and we want you to be that, or look up to me. That They wouldn't look up to us if we were actually perfect. But yeah. the, the crazy thing is, is... Um, in all reality, your kids already know that you're not perfect. 100%. My, my oldest, uh, all of my kids know, and they've seen me numerous times. One of the greatest things that I had to learn in parenting, I think, is the act of saying, I'm sorry, and admitting you're wrong as a parent, yeah. which is super humbling. I'll give an example. Um, you know, in the last year, we were homeless and we were living with my brother in a confined space in his basement. <laughs> Just a and perfect you can, storm for yeah. imperfection. <laughs> and you can't get away from your kids. They're hearing you and seeing everything in life. Yeah. There's no different areas of the of the house. And Sarah and I had gotten into an argument and I said something that I shouldn't have said. And uh, my daughter, the next day, I had to sit down with her Man. and just be honest with her and say, you know what, dad's not perfect. A mom's not perfect. You know this. And I just want to say I'm sorry for the way that dad acted yesterday. It was not okay. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's something that's been big for us to learn. Yeah. So I just think that when it comes to transparency within testimony or life in general, there's this authority piece that we think that we have to be perfect in order to speak um, in an authoritative way. Yeah. And um, I just think that's not true. No, you oftentimes you get more credibility by being honest about the fact that you don't. Yep. have all the answers. Yep. I I, uh, I appreciate that, that even you being transparent and vulnerable and sharing that even now. Uh, I think for one of the traps that I've seen uh, in ministering to parents for however long is um, the end that you want to kind of protect innocence. Yep. So you, you're, you're trying, and that's so, it's so important, but it's trying to discern then what you're protecting and, and what you're sharing, because I think in some sense that the the desire there is good, the sentiment is good because you're trying to um, preserve that innocence. But uh, you can inadvertently at times 
do more damage because you're withholding things. And so if you're not the one who's speaking clearly to your kids about God's design for sexuality, yep. uh, well, then somebody else is going to, and you're Absolutely. actually withholding something good from them. You're making that the truth of what we know to be, be good because it's part of God's design. You're making it taboo mm-hmm. because other people will talk to them about uh, God's about, with, uh, about yeah. sexuality or other things, what they think is good. And yep. so it's like, oh, but I don't feel like I can talk to my parent about that. And even with what you shared, I think what's so key there is you're modeling humility, you're Mm -hmm. modeling uh, when to admit that you're wrong, and that makes you even more approachable as a parent. So then when your kid maybe has questions Mm -hmm. uh, about those things, for them to say, oh, I know I can go to dad with this. I know I can talk to mom about this because I've seen before where they don't um, always look to react harshly or that I've seen humility within them so and i think that there's a a level of you know we all have a testimony i'll talk yeah. a little bit maybe we can talk a little bit more of that later but like at the end of the day our testimony sometimes isn't always positive there's why it's yeah. a testimony a testament to how god's really changed your life so there was some bad stuff there and i think a lot of what holds us back too is, is at what age is it appropriate for me to share my brokenness from my past yeah with yeah. your kids and i think that takes a lot of wrestling at what age we're into that age probably now more with Addison going on to almost 15 years old to where you can be a little bit more open and transparent about your struggles yeah. in the past, mistakes you've made, that I think only uh, you know brings, brings more openness and transparency with your children at the end of the day, um, that like when your kids down the road, because they're going to make mistakes, are more willing to be open with you about their mistakes or what they're struggling with or what they're thinking about because they're like, hey, I know mom struggled with this in the past, or dad struggled with this in the past, but there's definitely a level where we have to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, when is appropriate, when is not, how much to share, what not to share, what age to share that with them, what not, um, because it's uh, it's something that oftentimes we hold back because we don't want to open their eyes to something that they otherwise wouldn't have seen yeah. until the moment comes for when we... Yeah. And what's sure. so tough with those things is that you can't set a date for that, nope. right? Like you you can guess when or schedule a date when Addison's going to graduate high school. Yep. Just based off of the rhythms of calendars and so on and so forth. But you you can't schedule the date when she's going to doubt her faith yep. or have questions about dating relationships or whatever. So it's it is it's, it's so often we with, try to withhold certain things, but again because we that need to be proactive if not the world is is plenty proactive in and yeah. sharing lies and, and leading kids astray. Um, being transparent and vulnerable as we're coming and going helps yeah. kind of address some of those things. And we're kind of hit a little bit at the next question I want to tackle uh, of, you know, helps overcome these obstacles that stop us is kind mm-hmm. of knowing the wins. Why, why would we do this? Why is it important to uh, be vulnerable and transparent? So uh, both for you, what, what's that been like? Uh, why do you look to be vulnerable and transparent uh, with your kids? Yeah, I think uh, it is a little bit of what we were talking about a moment ago <clears throat> in the sense that uh, just take, for example, doubting your faith. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. I promise you, you've had doubts in your life. Yeah. So if at the end of the day, you've never shared with your children or were never transparent enough to share, hey, I struggle with sometimes, or here's a moment in my life where I struggle with doubt. The first moment our kids doubt, they're going to be like, I never talked to mom and dad about this because my dad's, a, for my instance, maybe my dad's a pastor. I can't say I doubt my faith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if they heard that dad in his own story has doubted and we share that, I think 
um, honestly, it shows the grace of God, no matter what our past is, no matter what we've been through. Uh, I was saying a moment, uh, a testimony is a testament to the grace of God. Yeah. It's a pre-Christ, post-Christ, what God's done, even after Christ, how we've ebbed and flowed. It shows a picture to your kids of the grace of God in everyday life, which they need to see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they need to they need to know that, like, man, God's been good to my dad and brought him somewhere. God's been good to my mom and brought them somewhere. So now I know God will be good to me. Yeah. Even in my lowest moment and my mistakes, God can still use me and he can still he still wants to be close to me. All these different things that, you know, teenagers are gonna struggle with anyways. Yeah, and it, it sets them up long term for life because it lets them think, oh, and and he'll continue to be so. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not just when I get married uh, and I reach the pinnacle of Christendom at that point, or yeah. uh, when I, I have kids or I get a degree or anything. Like, no, God will continue to be gracious and faithful to you, and you get to experience the depths of that grace mm-hmm. all the more. Uh, and as parents, we get to be, like you said, a testament to that. Uh, when we look at the Old Testament and we see how God has commanded his people uh, to, after doing miraculous things, to stack stones on top of each other <laughs> or build an altar, so that in the generations to come, yep. as the kids are, as, you're, as those generations are coming and going, and they ask, why is that there? Yep. Say, well, that's, that's because God did a miraculous thing. Yep. And as parents, that's exactly what God has done in our lives. We've come to know Christ. We have experienced uh, that that miraculous grace and those mercy every day mm-hmm. um, that we get to be a testament of that to our kids. And we shouldn't want to withhold that. It, no. it can be difficult yep. um, because we have difficult things in our story, but uh, we should embrace that and trust God in that process, that God has given us our story, redeemed us from it, and our kid for a very divine purpose. Oh, 100%. I'll equate it because I'm a pastor that me growing up, uh, most pastors growing up didn't share their faults from the platform or when they were preaching, because again, it goes back to that, like, I have an authority to speak in this because I'm, I, I, I don't wrestle with those things, but at the end of the day, we're all broken. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I, I, I think is so key in teaching God's word and raising children hand in hand is vulnerability in the sense that I'm, I struggle too. And so when people come I, on Sunday morning, they say, man, I see that guy. I could never be like that guy. Cause he sounds like he's perfect. He never struggles with any sin or brokenness. Our kids can be the same way. Like, man, yeah. mom and dad, I don't know if they, it's almost like a dichotomy because in their own mind, they're like, I know they're not perfect because yeah, I yeah, live yeah. with them, <laughs> but they never say they're not perfect. And I've never heard about their their brokenness and their failures. And so it could almost cause some confusion in their own minds to say like, why don't they talk about it? I know it's there. For some reason, we don't just never, we never talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I equate it at times to, uh, it's like if you hop in a lot of times with the people that we're, we're ministering to, or even with our own kids, they're meeting us at a particular point in our mm-hmm. story. So it'd be like hopping into the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like <laughs> midway through like the second movie. And you're like, I think I know what's happening yeah. here, but I'm, I'm seeing it at a different point than if I was there from the beginning. Yep. And so to be able to say, oh, yeah, we got to this point because of where God has brought us from, yep. and this is where God is. We're, we're going to see God lead us. We might not sure what's going to happen in the, the the years to come, but we know that God is good, that He's faithful, mm-hmm. uh, and I think what you shared too kind of helps address one of those other traps, like imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'm like, oh well, yeah. Like I, as a parent, I feel like I have to have it all together. Or uh, kids saying, if I don't have it all together then I can't go to mom and dad. So how do you address some of those lies that yep. uh, Satan uses that often just 
ultimately keeps us from uh, drawing closer to Christ. Uh, you know, Jim, I would love for, for you to share um, some words of encouragement, truth from Scripture uh, with parents listening uh, that would, in hope, uh, lead them to a greater place of parenting in a transparent and vulnerable way. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was going to read a passage of Scripture. You actually just alluded to it a few moments ago. I think one of the powerful stories in Scripture, specifically in the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 4, mm-hmm. people of Israel about to cross the Jordan River. God gives them very clear commands. Uh, he commands them to pick up 12 stones, and there's just a, a section I want to read. Uh, Joshua chapter 12, or 4, verse 20, or 19, it says, uh, The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they encamped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters in the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did in the Red Sea, which he, cro- which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is, is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God for forever. And I think that that speaks to so much of what we're talking about at the end of the day, yeah. that God knows that we're so easily, we so easily forget. That's why he gives us things to remember all the time, things like communion, that we might remember what Christ yep. has done on our behalf. And there's something that God gives us even with our stories, with our testimony, that is like a pack, like a, a pile of rocks on the other side of the Jordan, so that when your kids ask about, man, what is that? Or how did that happen? You can tell them of God's faithfulness. Ultimately, I think what most parents struggle with about being vulnerable about their stories is telling them the negative, the brokenness. But I see it differently in the sense that what what I see is being vulnerable with your children is not necessarily just about the brokenness. You can't have the goodness of God. You can't have the gospel without the brokenness. Yep, yep. So at the end of the day, the testimony that we have is that, man, yes, we're praying about when to share that and how to share that, what moment to share that, what age your kid is. But at the end of the day, when we share in vulnerable ways with our children what God has done in our lives to rescue and redeem us, even after our time of salvation where he's making us more into his image, yep. it's like a pack, or a, a pile of rocks that is a testimony to our children that we can tell, and then they can tell their children, hey, Grandma, you know, walk down this road. Um, I read a book a number of years ago by Wayne Cordero called Divine Mentor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, man, you could run into the wall and find out you could break your nose. (laughs) Or I could just tell you, I've ran into the wall and I broke my nose. Yeah. Don't do it. And that's what God gives us within the Word of God is this divine mentor that we can learn from those in the past how their brokenness, God brought them to goodness. And the same thing can be true in our own lives with our own children, is uh, being vulnerable enough to share what God has done in our lives, the goodness of God to bring us out of that, that it might speak volumes into our children's uh, lives, that they might know the testimony of Christ in our own life. I think it causes us to to trust, uh, go back and trusting into the, the Word of the Lord. Like, hey, when they see these stones... Ultimately, these stones are going to speak of my my greatness. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. There was a lot of negative things, or a lot of things that caused this event to occur, which has then led mm-hmm. these stones to be placed here. Yeah. There was a, a battle that had to be won. There were uh, people who had to be led. There was redemption that needed to occur as they were wandering in the wilderness. Yep. 
Uh, yet, when they see the stones, they're not going to nitpick all the faults. No. Ultimately, they're going to speak of God's faithfulness. And they're going to stand in awe that God dried up the waters for them to walk across, just like they'll stand in awe that, man, God has you where you are today, despite your failures and your brokenness in the past. And it speaks to a longer generation of, you know, they're like that they knew about the Red Sea and the Jordan. Yeah. So like your story is bigger than just you and, um, and being vulnerable with our children in the moment that we need to, um, I think will speak more volumes than negativity. Yeah, we could, we unintentionally diminish God's sovereignty and power mm -hmm. when we don't look to transparently share our story. Yeah. Uh, and even for some, we're highlighting negative. Some might be like, man, I was a perfect kid. Yeah. And I got the Timothy Award 10 <laughs> times over. I actually got that award. Yeah. So um. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's part of what allows you to be a campus pastor. Uh, but I think all of us, because we even deal with this with, with students, they'll hear some stories or testimonies like, man, that was powerful. I wasn't, I never been in sin like yeah. that before. It's like, man, each and every one of us, our, our story is a story of miraculous grace because Absolutely. we were all sinners. And yet, yeah. while we were still sinners, Christ died for yeah. us. Yeah. I want to read this quote from uh, Ted Tripp, his book, Shepherding a Child's Heart. It says, Shepherding your child is a richer interaction than telling your child what to do and think. Uh, it involves investing your life in your child in open and honest communication that unfolds the meaning and purpose of life. Uh, it is not simply direction, but direction in which there is self-disclosure and sharing. Values and spiritual vitality are not simply taught, uh, but caught. So, GM, as we bring this episode to a close, uh, any final thoughts or a word of encouragement to, to share? Um, yeah, I would say um, just to encourage parents, even the stage of life that I'm in at the end of the day is um, your kids are going to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, the reason why you have a testimony is because it highlights the fact that God's brought you through your mistakes. And may we not be surprised at when our kids make mistakes. So many parents hang on the hang on to this verse in Proverbs 22, where it says, train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. And we take that as more of a promise. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not a promise, it's wisdom. In genera generality, it's like at the end of the day, most kids, if you train them up, they yeah. will go, but they're still gonna make their own decisions. They're still gonna write their own story and make mistakes. And we make mistakes every single day. So may we not be as parents surprised when they make mistakes, but use those moments to share our testimony, to inject our our vulnerability in those moments, uh, to train up our children the way that they should go, and pray every day that God will take a hold of their lives and lead them in the direction that they should go. Yeah, it, it's 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 trust trusting in God and, and trusting that hey, if your heart as you're looking to share those things, is to ultimately edify your child, mm -hmm. and lead them and guide them in the ways of the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, that again, the world will do enough to try and lead your child astray. Yep. Let us make sure that we are proactively looking for ways to, to point them back and lead them back to the Lord in all things. Yep. Jim, thanks, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks this has been a good me, conversation. Thanks for being vulnerable and transparent with us. Uh, and thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, we have additional resources for you and the copy of the show. If this has been any sort of encouragement to you, uh, then please uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe. Always feel free to reach out and contact us. Uh, there's any way that we can be of help and encouragement to you. Just remember that we love you. We're here for you. We're praying for you as you are coming and going.